Hello and how are you doing out in podcast world today? This is Nicola coming at you from Peace Within Counseling and I wanted to talk about something very serious to my heart as a counselor who focuses with trauma with people and I wanted to go over a few things that maybe you're not aware of. Uh, When you think of trauma, I'm guessing the first thing that comes to your mind is something that has drastically happened to you, an incident, a deployment, if you're in military accidents, those things that are a threat to your life and your safety, and those definitely are very traumatic experiences, but they're not the only traumatic experiences that we have. Any situation that leaves your body feeling overwhelmed and isolated can lead to trauma, even if there is no physical harm, which is a surprise to most people. It's it's not the actual event or the incident that causes the trauma, it's your subjective emotional experience of how the event happened, how you perceive that event. So if something happened to you, the more frightened and helpless you felt about the situation or you feel about the situation, the more likely the traumatization will will occur and will happen again. There's a lot of emotional or psychological trauma that we don't think about. Those one-time events like I was talking about, the attacks, the accidents, the injuries, those are the one-time events. Those ongoing stressors that cause emotional and psychological trauma are those times that maybe someone was living in a crime-ridden neighborhood and had oppression, life-threatening diseases or illnesses. Maybe bullying when you were a child or even as an adult, domestic violence, neglect. Those are the ongoing stressors that are complex trauma, those things that just continuously go over and over and over again. A lot of those traumas that are commonly overlooked come from surgeries, numerous surgeries, especially in the first three years of life. The child doesn't even realize it, that they can't communicate that their safety has disappeared. They're not feeling safe and secure. Oftentimes, the death of someone close to you can be traumatic a breakup with a long-term relationship or someone that you felt like was always going to be there and there's a breakup and you feel that loss of security, um, some disappointing or humiliating experiences. People are being cruel right now. There's a lot of traumatic things happening on social media, on the news, just of people being cruel and humiliating to each other. So there's a lot of trauma going on It's important to know that trauma happens to to us, to you, to me, to your friends, to your family, to your neighbors. It happens to a lot of people. There's some research that's been done by the Center of Disease Control and Prevention that shows that one in five Americans were molested as a child. One in four were beaten by a parent to the point of marking marks being lost. One in three couples engage in physical violence in their lives. And one in four of us, at least, grew up in alcoholic families, um, had alcoholic or drug um, abusive families. And that's, that takes a lot of safety out of our lives and what we know is safe and good home life and community. And also, there's about one out of eight other people that have witnessed a mother being beaten by their spouse or 
someone in their life that these children have witnessed something else. And those, those are all of some instances where trauma happens that we, as the child, is not possibly not the one that's being abused, but witnessing that abuse. And that is, some, some people feel it's even more so um, worse than the child being abused itself as if they're witnessing that. So that's something to really consider. As I said, we're all kind of living in a time right now where most of us are experiencing trauma. There's a lot of disasters going on. There's hurricanes happening. There's a lot of fires that are happening and people being evacuated. There's a smoke concern for many people, that, especially that have respiratory illnesses right now, along with the coronavirus that we are facing. Um, people are concerned about being outside. People are concerned about being in public um, because of the smoke, because of the coronavirus. We as a nation, as as the world, we're all facing this together right now. And there's a lot of traumatic things that are happening to us over and over and over again. As I was talking about earlier, it's those ongoing stresses. And this has been going on now, what, six months at least here in the USA? A little bit longer in other places. Uh, those are just those continuous, complex traumas that are, you know, we're all feeling and we're all struggling with. Social outlets has been a prevalent thing as well for people for different reasons. The one being the the social um, or excuse me the pandemic that we're going through right now. Um, we definitely are not getting our social needs met for the most part. I know a lot of countries are um, again being kept at home, staying at home, and even here in the U.S., you know, at least where I'm at, we can get out and get to the stores. We can go to don't know what's going to happen you know in a few weeks it's just kind of that you know that fear of the unknown um, sometimes when we lose loved ones like I said there's sickness or death those are things that we have all dealt with right now and dealing with continuously the riots the betrayal in our lives we're all seeing those things on on tv we're seeing them in social media and some of us are living in those places where you're seeing that all of the time that is what um, is causing a lot of the anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of mood disorders, emotions that are going on, and a lot of rage happening because people don't know. People are afraid of so many things right now. One thing that we have to think about is that the trauma doesn't just affect us, the person that's being traumatized, but it's also those around us. An example would be like first responders or soldiers, maybe the soldiers coming back from deployment. Um, first responders are coming home every day and seeing things that they may not talk to their family about, but they're bringing home that rage and those deep emotions and that anxiety and depression and so many things that they're feeling from the trauma that they're bringing it home to their families, their wives, their husbands, their children. All of those people are being affected by the trauma that person may be feeling um, and also children growing up with depressed parents they tend to grow up insecure anxious and they're unable to establish stable trusted relationships Professor Vanderkolk stated at one point trauma whether it is the result of something done to you or something you have done almost always makes it difficult to engage in intimate relationships how do you learn to trust yourself 
to end our relationship after you have been brutally violent. And that to me doesn't mean just sexual abuse. That means there's so many trust issues that we have because we cannot trust ourselves. We cannot trust the world. We cannot trust other people. It's really hard to um, to be able to function correctly in a regulated state of mind if we are still dealing with those emotions, those basic needs are not being met. A lot of times when trauma hits, we kind of start functioning from a lower brain region, something that's not capable of cognitive and rational thoughts. And I do believe that we work from the brain up, which means that our emotions have to be met. We have to be regulated in order to kind of work our way up to that neocortex, to our cognitive rational thinking. If not, something happens, our bodies are dysregulated from the unresolved trauma, when something minor happens, we totally react out of emotions, such as maybe, you know, you see road rage all of the time. If a person gets in a car and they're not regulated, someone can cut them off and road rage, road rage happens and immediately they're not regulated. They're thinking from their basic brainstem, lizard-like brain area that's all emotional. Bodies become dysregulated. Those neural pathways have been affected when we haven't, when we have that unresolved trauma that we can't function. So then we become overly emotional, depressed, anxious, and that's where the rage hits. Something to really think about. Um, another thing that we oftentimes don't think about is the intrauterine trauma, which is kind of hard to grasp for so many people. But it's basically when a mother is not able to bond with her unborn baby, um, it kind of prolongs the fetal in the mother's rejection of the baby. Maybe, maybe they reject this from an attempt at abortion, from a failed attempt at abortion, or um, maybe the baby is a result of a bad relationship or a rape or something like that, where the mother is not able to bond with that baby. So that baby, that unborn baby, is going to feel mom's emotions. Mom may have that fear, anger, deep sadness, guilt, shame, stress, any of those things that come with the trauma, that incident, that negative cognition that comes after the trauma. That baby is going to feel it. And then that brain is going to be, the body is going to be releasing the cortisol and the other stress hormones to that unborn baby's body. dysregulation and at that point those neural pathways are not connected correctly and that baby is born having no idea that this has happened as they get older they're unable to have those rhythmic patterns in their neural pathways and they're not able to function and not able to have those stable relationships not able to feel secure may not even know what's going on but a lot of times when a person feels like they are definitely feeling a lot of that anxiety piece and that depression and those other emotions we've talked about. It may stem from something that happened in utero and we're not even aware of it. So just because you're feeling some of those things does not mean that oh something definitely has happened to me as a, a person or there's something wrong with me. It, there is something wrong. Those pathways are not passing, but that doesn't mean that it can
not know exactly, we may not even consider it trauma, but it is trauma bullying, maybe a child being bullied at school, or maybe teachers are being mean to a child, or the inconsistent um, parenting of neglect that we talked about before. A lot of times we don't recognize that necessarily as trauma, but it definitely is disrupting that child's sense of safety. And a lot of times when that child is feeling that, it can be stemming from some neglect, the domestic violence, sexual, physical, verbal abuse, um, maybe intrusive medical procedures that that child has had, and a serious illness, uh, separation from a parent, parents that are divorced, separation from a family. Families are definitely moving away from immediate families, and there's some, there's some issues that's coming from that. But anything is going to feel unstable and unsafe in that environment is going to be kind of disruptive for that child's sense of belonging. And if we don't help that child heal, they're going to be having a lot of fear and helplessness that's going to be carried over into their adulthood. And that's going to just continuously have trauma after trauma. Um, so we definitely have to keep an eye out for kids in our care, kids that we have in our lives, maybe just yourself or your own children. And also recognize that children react differently. If you're a teacher or a parent or a youth leader, kids are going to act differently than we do to trauma. There may be some regression. They may return in their mind to an age where they felt safe. So maybe a 10-year-old is going to be reacting to the incident that happened to them. Maybe they were abused. And they're going to revert back to a younger age where maybe they're going to start wetting the bed or defecating in their, their they're going to go back to that age where they felt secure, they felt safer. There's a lot of things that kind of go into that. That's just the touch of the iceberg. But they're also going to feel like everything that happened, that negative event, is their fault. Especially if they're under the age of eight, they're going to look at something. Parents divorce. What have I done to make them divorce? What have I done for my grandma to pass away? What have I done for my dog to get hit on the road? Those types of things. That child is going to look at that, think that it's their fault, and those negative cognitions are going to stick with them forever until it's resolved. Another thing that kiddos are going to talk, uh, display are sleep disorders. Um, they're going to have feelings of helplessness. They're not going to be able to react to parents or the people that are actually trying to help them. They're not going to be correct some of that. A lot of times, um, as children, as we were talking about, we may not have had the help that we need. We may not have been able to get through that unresolved trauma, those times that we were feeling bullied, those times that we were not feeling safe because of different circumstances. I know there's a lot of um, trauma, you know, surrounding. I was a farm girl. I grew up, my parents were farming, you know, in harvest months or planting months. There were several months of the year that they were gone from sunup to sundown. So there was definitely some concerns about safety. And, you know, I did feel safe, but there was, you know, there's times that maybe there were thoughts in my mind that something's going to happen. Um, and those things can lead to those complex traumas. Like, what's wrong with me? Because my parents were not there for me. Even though rationally, I knew that they were for me. My emotions were telling me something. So just look at those things and what things in your life may have led to some of that unhealed childhood trauma. 
as adults, a lot of times that unresolved trauma manifests as we want to please others. We want to please people. We are not happy in this moment because we're not happy, which kind of goes with codependency. While always wanting to fix everybody else, we're needing that external validation because we can't find it within ourselves, so we have to look to other people to justify that I'm okay because you say that I'm okay. Alert. We're always hyper vigilant to what's going to happen, and that doesn't just mean to loud noises make me concerned. It's that feeling of I'm always on the lookout to make sure that everybody's happy around me because I am not happy until everyone else is happy. Um, there's also a, a huge fear of abandonment. If you haven't dealt with those childhood traumas, you're always afraid that someone's going to leave you because maybe dad left you when you were a little kid. Um, or maybe someone left you in your life and you, you didn't deal with it. So there's always going to be that fear of abandonment also. As I said, kind of the deprioritizing our own needs, that kind of goes with it as well. We are, you know, I have to heal everyone else. I have to fix everyone else. I have to take care of everyone else. My self-care, my self-worth gets kind of put on the back burner. Um, I was talking to a teenager recently and she was telling me, I just realized these things that I'm dealing with, such as these things I mentioned, are from unresolved trauma. Um, it's really important to be able to recognize that. Um, another thing we do um, if there's unresolved trauma is we tolerate that abusive behavior. Maybe the narcissistic spouse, the um, abusive behavior from bosses, from our friends, from our children, from whoever's in our lives. We attract that narcissistic personality from other people. And we also have a really hard time setting boundaries. It's really hard for us, and I think it all kind of goes into that codependency, that, that need to be able to take care of everyone um, and like, make sure that we're, we're okay helping everyone else. And a lot of times we really have to look at that trauma because we have to realize that there is something that I need to take care of um, and, and deal with. And I want you to know that if you feel like any of this is speaking to you, if you feel like you see that in yourself or your children or people that you are around, reach out, ask for some help. There are a lot of ways, and we'll talk about different modalities, different treatments that you can do, different things you can do to find that hope and that peace in your life. But if you're recognizing that, reach out now. Feel free to contact me. Send me a message. Um, let me know if there are things also that you think are important things that you want to talk about and things that you want to hear me talk about or um, interview other people and get some other ideas in here. Uh, trauma is serious. Um, I'm here to tell you, you know, a lot of our issues as adults comes from childhood trauma that has not been taken care of and we can, but you know, there's generational trauma that I didn't touch on today and also some of those one-time traumas that I really didn't talk about today, but we'll get to those. I just wanted to kind of give you a piece of a couple of things that we don't really think about. Intrauterine trauma, childhood trauma that's unresolved. Some of those things that you look at and think, oh, that wasn't traumatic. Well, maybe it was, and maybe it wasn't that incident like I was talking about. Maybe it's not that incident that was traumatic. It was the perception, the way you perceived that incident to be, and it, it is traumatic for you. There's negative cognition stick with you, maybe from when you were four years old, or maybe even younger than that, those negative cognitions stick with you, but you can work through them and 
want to just close by telling you thank you very much for listening. I know it's a little long tonight, but I wanted to get that out to you. And I want you, like I said, reach out if there's things you want me to talk about. Um, I, I've been working in this trauma field for 20 plus years. Um, so I definitely have seen a lot of people deal with in different ways and, and do a lot of different things. So I appreciate you taking the time to listen and I look forward to hearing from you guys again and have a great week. Love y'all.